0: I think I'm not going to trademark things anymore. Like when you know when you have an idea? Yeah. If I think I'm going to trade mark things.
1: What? Huh?
0: With an How? i right before that e in trade. Uh that way I instead of saying tm 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 you say t i m t a tm tm tm. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> wow. Uh, trademark things. So why
2: wouldn't you just tim mark them?
0: Ah. Uh because i like <laughs> to take the long way to get somewhere
2: i want to go fast
3: <laughs> <laughs> what a great setup i was like where's the?" This- yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i wasn't ready for that journey i'll be honest <laughs> tm 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 mark
1: tm tm
0: are we <laughs> going to uh, are we going to talk about what we did over the weekend
2: is that a threat?
0: I don't. It wasn't intended <laughs> that way.
2: Hey, are we going to talk about what happened? That th- over
0: <laughs> <the weekend? laughs> that sounds very sinister. That sounds more like an intervention than a yeah. threat. I feel we're going to talk just, about what
2: you did. I just feel like you need to talk about what you did this weekend.
0: Yeah, I. I think we do. I think. I think we do need to talk about what I, as a person, did this weekend. Mm-hmm. Go because on. Because mm-hmm. I. I thought about whether or not I could let Alex and Swan go off on their own. (laughs) But I didn't stop to think about whether or not I should let Alex and Swan go off on their own.
1: Huh?
0: And it went about, you know what, if you just sat and thought about what would happen if you left those two alone, it went exactly as I would expect it to. They came back for 30 minutes and could not form words because they were too busy laughing at each other. Yeah. so
2: (laughs) They couldn't stop. Yeah. I think that had this been an old-timey land, uh, the doctors would have diagnosed both of us with hysteria.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I have never seen such a rampant case of the giggles (laughs) in my life. I was worried. (laughs) Several times... It was mentioned that maybe we should take them to the hospital. They've got whatever that Joker disease is when used to gas people and make them laugh. Uh, yes.
2: Oh, yeah. It's just like, it's just that everything went about as poorly as it possibly could have. <laughs> and nothing was funnier to us.
0: You know what went really well, though? Mm-hmm. Galaxy Con. hmm GalaxyCon was a ton of fun. It was.
3: It's fucking great.
0: If only we had anything of Anamorphs Note that happened. Yeah. If yeah, only. If only.
2: If no. If, no, not us.
0: Yeah. If only you were in the Discord listener, you would have seen the pictures.
2: I'm just gonna stare at you, Casey, and say. <laughs> Why? say more words.
1: Why? Why do I have to do this? <laughs>
2: Why do I have to? What kind of question is listen, that? Listen.
3: <laughs> I was sitting at my table minding my own business. <laughs> and these jokers were like, hey, come with us. Go on. Okay. So I was sitting at my table minding my own business. These jokers come up and they're like, hey, Paula wants to meet you. And I'm like, this is a fucking lie. They're like, no, 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 no. come on. And then I did. And we saw him. We saw his face. And I, I went up to his fucking table and he said, ask me anything. And I went I went to Paula Costanza's AMA. Um, mostly I just <laughs> like said words to him. I super blacked out during this part. I don't know what I said. Not a clue. He said some stuff to us and I don't remember what. And then they were like, picture time. And I, I was like, OK, and his upper arm touched my upper arm and I stood next to him and he was delightful. And I don't remember anything else after that. <laughs> this is what happened. This is my account.
0: And it was one of the absolute high points of my life seeing that moment.
2: It was delightful. It was. And Casey also gave him aximiliart. art.
3: yes y'all suggestion you were like you should bring him a sticker and and so i brought him a, a print and a sticker and i gave it to him and he's like oh do you want me to sign these and i was like blah, blah. And jenna was like no you can just have them and he's like oh so that's what happened
2: there that's not all he said he was so excited and he said this is the first gift i've gotten at my first con and he was so excited
0: yeah, he 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 was just he was so excited. Delightful human. Mm-hmm. He's a delightful
1: human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've I've also my Meet the Stars of Animorphs books. My books book my Meet the Stars of Animorphs book is now one third complete. Getting signed by the Stars of Animorphs. Yeah, there. <laughs> did you check out that math, Alex? Yeah, I did that
2: Three percent ar- <laughs> complete. One may say. <laughs>
0: We also got to got to go places and see other cool people. Um, we got to go to Alpha Games and Comics uh, in Richmond, which, is, of course, is run by Bree and Alpha Alex, two of our favorite people. And then we got to meet the people from... Well, not meet as much as see again the people from Goblins and Growlers, who are awesome.
2: Some of them. Got to meet us not having remembered That we had
0: previously met <laughs> <Hannah>. <laughs> And of course some of the people From Botched there as well Steve and Dennis hanging out with mm-hmm.
1: us Yep, mm-hmm.
0: It was great It was a good old time Bunch of mm-hmm. people showed up and it was a ton of fun and We got to yeah. do a ton of fun stuff
2: so It happens when you podcast And then do podcasts with other people And then all of a sudden you're like fuck it Let's hang out for a weekend And sell shit
0: in richmond
2: in richmond mm-hmm. and everybody's like are you from here and you're like not even close and then everybody yeah. asks you <laughs> what you're doing here
1: <laughs>
0: oh. which of course everybody like to pick on alex's journey from oh. where she lives to richmond virginia
2: i think i made great choices okay
0: oh i agree but Uh, It seems like the outside perspective is is you took the long way to get to Richmond.
2: Yeah, I flew to Georgia to drive to Richmond, (laughs) which I think is a fine thing to do.
1: (laughs) And then everybody's
2: like, I've had multiple questions like, oh, well, what did you do when you got to Georgia? I'm like, I got in the car and I drove to North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Apparently, that was also weird. No, it was a delight. I gave Tim whiplash and that will I'm just going to jot that down as a favorite memory. (laughs) Broke Tim's neck in the car. Cool.
1: Cool. He
3: doesn't need that.
0: No. No. Also another uh, highlight of that car trip was that Casey did tell the funniest joke Mm -hmm. of the car ride. She did. Even though Casey was 100% not in that car ride. She wasn't.
2: But she still told the funniest joke. <laughs> and the best part was that, first of all, it's it's a joke that has been told on this podcast before. And that was oh. John Goodman came up and I said, if Casey was here, she would ask, what are you a good man? We brought it up four days later. I had not said a word to Casey about this. And Tim goes, <laughs> What what are your opinions on John Goodman and Casey? Immediately, without like missing a beat, is like, is he a good man? And I was like, I knew it, I fucking knew it. It was delightful.
3: And this was like that was like maybe ten minutes after like you and Emily were losing it over over your thing, and I, I was just like, look at look at these dorks losing their minds, and then you did that to me, and I was like, no, I'm the dork
2: running away and
1: laughing my ass off.
2: <laughs> Once oh. Emily and I had finally calmed down enough to form sentences.
0: <laughs> Which oh. I cannot express. That was a really long time it took them to be able to form full words.
2: And that and was then, only after we had like, gotten in the house. You weren't even there for the first two hours that <laughs> we were in the
0: car. So much so that I made one comment after understanding some of their trip. and <laughs> I believe Emily looked dead at me and said, that's what I said over there in the kitchen when we first walked in. And I was like, those weren't words. Those were not words. At some point, we're going to have to cast Everworld.
2: Into the fires of about no, no. What are you saying? <laughs> who, would,
0: who would play each role?
2: Mm, okay.
0: All right. And they would okay. have to be um, randomly and inexplicably older than they need to be. Like we could not have age appropriate, yeah. To keep up, yeah, yeah. With the Animorphs TV show,
2: April would have to be um, Casey helping. She's in Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog.
0: Felicia Day. Felicia Day. Thank
2: you, Felicia Felicia Day. That would Mm -hmm. April would have to be Felicia Day.
0: I like that one. That is very good. Yeah.
2: Why don't we, other than Felicia Day, because that's locked in now, for the rest of the cast? Again, inexplicably, bring back the Animorphs cast as they are now.
0: Oh, now then, that I like,
2: yeah. So like that I like. Boris would play Christopher. Yeah. Sean would play David. I I mean I don't know. Christopher Ralph plays Jaleel. I don't know.
0: Who plays Jaleel?
2: Christopher Ralph, Tobias. Like, but like he, we do the same thing. Like when he was the hawk, where it's another actor that stands in for him, and then he just does the voiceover. <laughs> the voice- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Inexplicably, yeah, inexplicably, he's never actually with the cast again. Oh, no. Um, what if Jaleel turns
3: into a bird halfway
2: through Everworld? <laughs> that would be amazing. What if- uh, Paulo Costanzo's playing Senna.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. On? Well, that's the same thing I was going to say. What if Nadia played Jaleel?
2: <gasps> okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know if Nadia would want to come back.
0: Ooh, who knows? It's it's our it's our sandbox. We play as we want to. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like Nadia could play Loki as well,
0: just for fun. And that would mean Brooke would play Hell.
2: Brooke would play Hell, and I think Nadia and Brooke play all of like the gods and characters. So, like yeah, they play I like, like Hell, like but that. also like Nagdre, and then like. Loki, but also like Fenrir, and then mm-hmm. like they they can just play whoever, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. gods, and they just keep switching the roles through there.
0: And Ka-Nor is played by Michael Grant.
2: Fuck that! Yes. Yeah. Yes. If because Carnor is
3: even real.
0: If he's oh. real.
2: Okay, but it, it has to be like a baby in the sky situation because it is ka, so it has yeah. to be Michael and Catherine playing.
3: Oh, oh
0: there you go. There you go. Wait, wait, I wait like more. it. I like it.
3: They 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 both record the same lines in the same
0: oh. cadence and then they <gasps> overlay.
3: there we go. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere.
0: now mm. we're getting somewhere. yes. um I would also have to say, um and just because I'm in charge of <laughs> this piece of the sandbox because I say I okay. am, that Tim, Alex, and Casey all get to be Hetwan.
2: <gasps> yes, but may I propose something else?
0: Yeah, there you go. Thank you.
2: We're all playing the Hetwan. And because they all look the same, they can like swap us into all of the mm-hmm. head one roles. Every single other character, like the fairies, the leprechauns, the skeletons, the Aztec, is played by Danny DeVito. Oh, I do like <laughs> it. Yeah, just multiplied across the screen.
0: I, I except for except for the leprechauns, okay, which should be played by the cast of Botched.
2: Okay. Yes,
0: because <laughs> I think I would have fun with that
2: i think they would make perfect in fact i think they should also play the king and queen fairy of that land
0: yes 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 i agree Uh, i think steve
2: should be the queen yes Dennis should be the king
0: yes okay um i think that the dragon should be voiced by uh benedict cumberbatch
2: but see, no, because that has to be either Nadia or Brooke.
0: Oh, that, still in that god realm, huh?
2: Yeah, that's still in oh, that, okay. like, it's still okay, nope. in that, like, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Is Fair Danny enough.
2: DeVito playing the nymph? Yes. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> Danny DeVito is playing
2: every role that is so, not taken by us or the gods. On.
0: That means that Danny DeVito <laughs> is playing the satyr. Yes. The top half satyr and the bottom half satyr. the bottom half
2: satyr. <laughs> <laughs> See, was just Danny satyr legs running around everybody. He'd be like, "Wait in- a
3: minute!
0: Didn't I already do this?" <laughs> I don't.
3: I
2: don't. He will be. God damn it, Casey! That is such a good fucking pull. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. What?
0: What? I didn't catch that one.
2: <sighs> Casey said Cause, that
3: cause he was uh, Phil in um, the animated Hercules, who was a satyr.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, got it.
2: Okay. Anyway. God damn. Okay. I, th- I think Danny DeVito would be fantastic in, like, every single one of those roles.
3: <laughs> May I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> oh, shit.
2: I can see his little legs crawling around now. I just want to be pure. <sighs>
3: so, Everworld. Uh-huh. What about it? We read it. We finished We're book five. We're almost halfway through the series. What the fuck?
2: We are halfway through the series, aren't we? Uh, I
0: thought it was 12. No, I think it's 12. 12. 12.
2: So, next book will be halfway through the series.
0: Yeah, that's how math works, Alex.
2: I didn't realize the amount of books there was, Tim. It has nothing (laughs) to do with being able to divide numbers.
0: Does it? Does it really not? It really doesn't. I know how much you hate numbers.
2: I really hate numbers. (laughs) I really. (laughs) I just hate them so much
0: so the back half of book Mm 5 revelations were made that made me feel like we were entirely too hard on David in the earlier books of this series
2: I think Michael Grant taught us a valuable lesson and it's one that maybe we should have known earlier Yep. Uh but like as and again, as people that read Animorphs we should have known and trusted the process and mm-hmm. believed in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because I have learned that we are shitty judgmental people.
0: <laughs> I feel like it was about time that somebody brought this to light for us. Yeah. Um yeah. uh no choice now but to move on and do better and I'm going to give yeah. every, every book character ever the benefit of the doubt. That's not true. Massive That's not benefit true. of the Christmas doubt. Christopher's got to do a lot yeah. for me, though. That is not true.
2: Yeah, you say this now, guy. Listen, I'm going to come down on the opposite side of this because I don't know what the fuck Michael Grant's about
0: to do to me with yeah, Christopher. Yeah, I know.
2: But I think Christopher is, he, you know, what his trauma can absolutely explain all of his shortcomings, and I am shitty for judging him. I'm gonna yeah. say that now, and it's gonna pan out for me like three podcasts from now. I swear yeah. to God.
0: <laughs> um, I overall though the story, I love the story of how this one played out.
2: Oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: it
0: it it felt a little like, why did we do it this way? which I know we'll get into when we actually do the recap. But then once the whole thing was finished and done, I was like, that was a fun story. I like the mm-hmm. way that one went. And I mm-hmm. like where we're at as a group right now. Mm-hmm. I, how, I do.
2: How much can I spoil now for what we're about to recap?
0: Oh, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. I don't care if you shoot me with a gun. I don't
2: care if you stab me with a gun. Tim. Oh, that's what it is now. Dang it. <laughs> I forgot. Um. So the story of uh David and his struggle with being a leader in these books this entire book brought it all together for me like all of that shit that I've just been judging him for because I'm like god you're like so shitty why does this even need to be this way why does this need to be like this this book finally brought in like this is what I wanted like book one it brought into clarity for me like what the struggle was and why it had payoff and why it was interesting and why I wanted to like follow him on that journey and I'm so excited that we finally got there
0: so this is the point where I now have a decision to make Mm -hmm. do I respond to that honestly and say that I did the same or do I attack alex for being judgmental of characters and act like i had no part in it
2: i think the second one is much
0: funnier (laughs) (laughs) it's super not honest though but uh i did uh it it your journey with david almost feels like david's journey with david Mm -hmm. like he's like you know david's journey came into clarity for alex and now david's a better character and it's like david's journey came into clarity for david and now he can be freed up to be more of an effective leader slash person
2: but like i think it's also it's not just like he had that in him all along and we're just discovering it i think he just matured to the point like he just went through enough self-reflection and enough of that personal journey to finally get to that point
0: that's fair that's I yeah I honestly wouldn't have thought of looking at it that way. I, I yeah that it's that it's like that was the the catalyst for that maturing process. Yeah, uh, but no, I I did I thought the book was really good and I, I do I like everybody a whole lot more at the end of this book than I have at any point in the book series.
2: Even Christopher, quite honestly, like he started, and I know that we've fallen to the strap before where yeah, we like Christopher yep. not in his own books. But like even at the end mm-hmm. of this book, like there was a whole plot plan communication thing that was happening that Christopher really seemed to come into his own a little bit yep mm-hmm. And so I'm hopeful that next book, which it should be a Christopher book if we're following the same cadence I I'm really interested to see what he's gonna be like.
0: you know who else I don't wanna I don't want to short sell this you know who else I liked by the end of this who? the Dragon.
2: Oh my god, I love the dragon.
0: Dragon was like, "Fuck yeah, hey, is, you know, we'll do I some was, stuff." And then the dragon totally could have flipped at any point. And was like, "Nope, that's what we said we're going to do. We're going to do it."
2: I'm always minimum fifty percent on the dragon side in any interaction, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah, he's <laughs> just a yeah. good dude. Mm-hmm. He just wants fucking treasure.
3: Yeah,
1: yep. he's that's
0: it. That's it.
2: He just wants his stolen shit back. Like, which yeah, who yeah. among us? Yeah, would...
3: <laughs> that's my shit that I stole.
2: Yeah, he that's stole fine. that shit fair and square. Nobody should yeah. steal from him. Yeah,
0: there what is the a. There's one line that we need to get to in the recap later in the book. Like, it's almost at the end of the book that I can't wait for. Okay. There's your little teaser,
2: Casey. What are your thoughts though? Before we just make you yeah. recap. I don't, I don't know
3: <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I so like I feel I feel different about how I felt about David at the beginning of this versus how I felt about Christopher at the beginning of this because mm-hmm. it's like with David knowing what I know now it's like okay fine I get like oh, what am I trying to say like, I, I disliked David for different reasons than I dislike Christopher. Yeah. And and I'm hoping, like you said, Alex, that we can shed some fucking light on Christopher. In in yeah. In a, not in a way that makes me like him, but in a way that makes me understand him better. Because I do feel like I understand David so much more now, and I can respect him a lot more. I yeah. don't know what I'm
0: trying to say. No, I, I'm with that makes you. sense. Yeah, but Christopher's that like,
3: you're kind of a shitty person to everyone. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to be redeemed? That's what I want to know. But, like, look at Luther Gear in Frontlines. Like, yeah, kind of uh, yeah. sucked most of the book. And by the end, it's like, okay, now you're kind of a person now.
2: That's what I was just going to say, is that, like, I think that if especially since I I think we all think that these books skew more Michael Grant than Catherine, that it's it's not even a journey of how are you going to be redeemed? It's how are you going to grow from this point so that I can become t- like how I can get to understand you as a person. And I'm super excited for that because I think Christopher, you're right. He's going to be like a Luther gear where he's going to be like, he is a shitty dude. We hate this dude. We don't want to like him. And then by the end of the series, something will happen where he will grow and become a normal human instead of the dickwad that he is now.
0: Step yeah. one for Christopher is going to be do better.
2: Yeah. That's like, generally just like, step one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Step one is stop sucking. And then we'll talk about <laughs> why you sucked so much for as long as you did.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I like Casey. I think you're totally right on there with like it. Christopher is just. Dis- is unlikable for different reasons than david and yeah. i think david's just got like it's like oh i understand your trauma and now i understand where you're coming from and i understand why you are whereas christopher is going to be like uh, i think maybe even if he it's like i understand where you're coming from you still have to grow from this point yeah to be like
1: yeah yeah
0: i worry that christopher doesn't have the depth for us to to feel that way you know what i'm saying like i mm, So is Evil's gonna die then? Maybe. And maybe (laughs) he doesn't have a good reason for being garbage. Maybe he's just maybe not kind of garbage, cuz I don't know. Right, but this goes back to my bet
2: that I'm laying down, where I'm gonna start apologizing now for Christopher so that when you guys are wrong, (laughs) I can say I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (sighs) And I guess like what I meant by like. How are you going to redeem yourself? I don't mean, like, how are you going to become a good person? By redeem, I mean, like, how are you like how are you going to grow from this? And, like, yeah. you know, what's yeah, your yeah. arc going to be? Because, like, I don't give a... Narratively, I don't give a shit if you, you know, end up doing a villain arc or you end up, like, becoming shitty for reasons, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see a change from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. I want a fucking arc. arc. I don't care... What? A villain arc for Christopher?
1: Mm.
2: mm I like that. Mm.
0: I feel like Casey is still waiting on my arc.
1: you like, as feel, you as a human. Yeah, you're yeah. Arc? Me as a
0: yeah me as a person. Like I have like what like. <laughs> we'll say we have what seven more books. Mm-hmm. I have fourteen more episodes to work out my arc.
2: <gasps> Do you have any uh, like spitball?
0: I, I think it just might be easier to go villain. Mm.
2: Like, I think
0: being a hero might be, I don't know, you need like talent for that or something. I don't... No,
2: see, first of all, we've done an interview. We know exactly what you need to become a hero.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I think that what you should do is become the hero, but then see yourself become the villain by the end of it.
0: So you should, I should do good things, but be unhappy with my own good things that I've done
2: no no like like a like a batman arc like you keep doing the hero thing so long that you have to make a morally great choice that people judge you
0: for okay yeah okay all right i'll work on that great work on my arc jot that down i'm going to come back with something so dumb and i'm going to have to try and like work it and i'll be like i ate a lunchable <laughs> you fucking in bastard! I know it's like he shit. Yeah. It
2: had chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already about. stole my
3: water bottle, Tim. So you've already That's got the uh, the That's True.
2: He's already on his way to the villain arc. Yeah. This whole time, he has us pitching. This is his villain arc. He's making us do the thinking for how he's going to do his villain arc, and he's already uh, fucking started.
0: I am going yeah. to take Casey's water bottle and take a bunch of photos everywhere I take casey's water (laughs) bottle like like it's my flat stanley
1: and then it's gonna get to like (laughs) my god it's gonna get to philadelphia and that's when it'll get fucking (laughs) destroyed
3: throw it off the Grand canyon or something oh my god a video of tim throwing them
2: (laughs) that's amazing
0: i'm gonna show water bottle at like escape rooms and stuff too (laughs) water bottle date night
2: just you eating a plate of spaghetti with a water bottle behind the second plate of spaghetti I'm put, yeah, um,
0: no it's gonna be one plate of spaghetti and i'm gonna put one end of the noodles in the water Aww. bottle
2: <laughs> lady in <and> the trampet <laughs> through like the little ring at the top of the water yeah. bottle. wait didn't you already do this with the whopper from hearse girls
3: no, That well, was uh, this already your scheme
0: i didn't share i didn't share the whopper with anybody Uh, that would be a wild picture it's just me with another person in the whopper in each of our mouths um yes that is no i'm protecting the whopper from jenna
3: okay okay was the
0: the girl's bed
3: for some reason i remember you like taking pictures with the whopper oh we did do that
0: uh i have a great picture that I'll have to send you. I don't know if I ever sent it to you. Um, of me eating a whopper in my car and Jenna standing outside of the car, just giving me a dead stare.
2: No, I've seen this photo. It is very I need good. To see it it's
1: very good photo.
0: I'll see if I can hunt it down. I'll send it okay. to you. Okay.
2: Oh,
1: no.
3: All right. We... Do we want to recap? Yes. Yeah. Okay, when we last left the children, they had just entered the gates of Fairyland, and this Fairyland looks like a gardener's heaven, and honestly, David thinks it looks a little too perfect. Uh, They, on the other hand, are disgusting and smelly. They're walking in an interesting formation, Christopher ahead of everyone, April and Juliel together, and David and Santa together. David thinks he's an idiot for expecting Santa to thank him for standing up for her, knowing that she owns him, thinking what a bad leader he's being. They reach a fork in the road with signs, one pointing to the marketplace and another pointing to the city. They reason that the market is closer and they could use new clothing, food, and a place to stay. The marketplace itself is acres and acres of tents and shops and buildings, and it looks like a miniature city. Christopher is like, well, shit, actually, we don't have any money because Jaleel only has $11.40. They complain about how they should have stolen something from the dragon, but he probably wouldn't have noticed. And Senna's like, are you all fucking stupid? Can you please keep your voices down? Jaleel goes to a food vendor and tries to pay with his money, but of course the vendor doesn't know anything about paper money, so he gives them three meat pies in exchange for all of the coins. Christopher and Jaleel start making plans about how they can trade in the stuff from April's backpack, and that maybe they should be thinking about long-term plans. They're in a capitalist society now, and they know how to navigate that. David thinks about the relics they have to find, and he tells them they have to move to the center of the market before the sun goes down. And that is the first chapter. I do. It, it is. I don't know if there's much.
0: It's interesting. And I know we'll get to more as we're doing the the recap. But it's interesting to think about where they were at the beginning. And, and you, you could almost feel the tipping point of the book series in this half of this book because of where they were in terms of relationships and where they were in terms of what they have and where they end up at the end of this book are so wildly different. Yep.
3: Uh, um they pass all manner of vendors, butchers, bakers, and candlestick makers. They could have bought anything and everything in this market, from magical creatures to human beings. Hooray! Uh, there are fairies fluttering around in blue that they equate to the fairy IRS and fairies in black that they can only assume are cops. They reach the center of the marketplace and David hops on the back of an empty wagon and starts yelling, We, hear ye. we are here for the stone, the sword, the spear and the cauldron of the dogma and we will pay any fair price. Is immediately tackled by some of the fairy cops and they notch arrows into their bows mere inches from his heart. A fairy in a green hat and a walking stick stands over David, and David just says, uh, he, I was just trying to do some business, and the guy's like, this is a good place to do business, but a bad place to say things best left unsaid. And he slams David in the head with his walking stick, and David
0: goes out cold. Yeah, that didn't go the way that I thought it was going did to. did not at all, yeah. Mm-mm. That kind of caught me out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, they did oh, just get beat oh, by oh, the, the fairy police. Yeah. They super did.
3: Senna was like, hey, don't talk about the fucking dragon stuff in the middle of the thing.
2: And then David was like, the dragon stuff in the middle of the thing. (laughs) Well, like, Senna isn't the one you want to be listening to.
0: It did seem like it was a, a David, like, I want to hurry the plot along, so let's just throw like a flashbang <laughs> out in the middle of everything and see what we get out of it.
3: Let's get down to business.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't wrong, I guess. It did move move things along.
2: I mean, but for the better?
0: Oh, I don't know about that one. Or the faster.
2: You know, I mm, I'm again jumping ahead. Is that okay?
0: What if I just yeah. said no? Then I wouldn't like jump
2: ahead. I'd say, okay, then I'll wait.
0: No, it's okay.
2: Okay, okay then I'll jump ahead. Um, I think that <laughs> this decision and the consequences of this decision, that, like, I don't know. I guess this is probably what made him realize, like, hey, I am too impulsive, and I need to fucking rein that shit in. Because this decision just leads to a whole world of trouble.
0: It's also sort of like step one in the Senna doesn't really own me bit. Because Senna's like, let's not do this thing. And he's like, you know what? I'm not only going to do it, I'm going to do it up huge on the back of a car in front of everybody. Mm. You know?
2: Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like... And there is steps, like you're right, there's further steps of defying Senna yeah. that mm-hmm. starts to come up, so.
0: And this was just kind mm-hmm. of like the 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 initial one.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, trying it on for size, right? Where he has to defy her, but then like defy her in a way that's logical and beneficial to the team. But this is mm-hmm. step one where he's just like, I can defy mm-hmm.
0: you. Yes, yes. dig that. Whatever you told me to do, I'm going to do the opposite right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how
0: You're I live my, my life. Dad. You're
2: not my dad or the cops. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it turns out that Senna does not have <laughs> enough badges to stop him.
1: Mm-mm.
3: <laughs> uh. So yeah, motherfucker's out cold. Um, He spends an anxious hour in school before he is back to Everworld. He is tied to a tiny child-sized chair in a room made of gold, silver, and precious stones. There is a throne in front of him with the guy who hit him. He is crowned in jewels and obviously a king. The queen sits next to him, and in the corner is a hetwan. And David is like, I'm an idiot. This is a setup. And he sees his sword leaning up against the wall, and he knows he's not fast enough to get it. The king starts interrogating him, saying, you are a spy. David says, no, I'm not a spy. And one of the fairies shoots an arrow very near his leg. The king says again, you are the dragon spy. And David once again says, no. And another arrow is shot close to the first one and actually grazes his leg this time. Jalil is like, what he means is we are not spies, but we are thieves. The queen says that this is true because I guess she can tell. I don't know. Um, The kids confess they are supposed to bring back the four treasures. Uh, back to the dragon and David looks at the Hetwan one and wonder if it's the same one from Loki's castle and wonder if he knows who Senna is David figures they could give up Senna and walk away free but he knows Christopher would actually do it and David can't have that they deduce that the king sent a team to the sorry my fucking head they deduce that the king sent a team to steal from the dragon to lure him here and the dragon knew it was a trap and that's why the dragon sent the kids instead apparently the king was in charge of this cockamamie scheme And the Het One says that Kahnor will be displeased. The king is like, don't worry, I'll just kill these humans. But then a voice says, no, we have the witch. She's the gateway between the worlds. And it wasn't Christopher, like David was expecting. It was Senna. And she is
0: pointing at April.
3: (gasps) Top 10 anime betrayals.
0: She (laughs) sucks so much. She sucks so bad. And then we have to listen to her after this. Talk about why she made the right decision, and it was the one, the best decision. And I'm like, I don't care. You can, you. It doesn't make you suck less.
2: Yeah, Senna <laughs> sucks. Also, the way that was she written. Does. Oh my god, that was very good. As yeah. far as like, didn't know who was saying it.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Also, People's okay, gonna slice her. Mm-hmm. And she should.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: as she should Mm -hmm. but like also right before that like there was that moment of like david weighing all of like what's gonna happen and like he was like april will not sell out like he he entertains the thought for a moment and he's like no april won't do that and then the fact that senna just fucking Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. oh my god He's like,
0: he suck me in, man. Senna is going to, in the upcoming chapters, talk about how she, you know, made the only decision that didn't result in all of them dying, and I'm like, it, mm. untrue. Uh, mm. Yeah, just <laughs> I don't know, like I just, it makes me mad
2: sent out those actually 365
3: different things that she <laughs> yeah. couldn't die. We'll focus on these
0: two. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Yeah, they could have figured something else out. So and many. I feel like she just took the, the yeah, kind of the she, easy option.
0: Yeah, the one that's going to save her. She didn't care about the rest of them. If she mm-hmm. could have said all four of them are the witches, she would have.
3: Probably. They're all witches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What do you think she's a witch? Um, yeah. <laughs> they tried to float her down the river and she sank. Yeah, Senna's a piece of work, man. Yeah. She like she literally.
3: Oh, but okay. Are are we being too hard on Sena? <laughs> Fuck! Don't see <say laughs> this to gonna... me.
2: What went wrong in is life? That's gonna redeem her. The oh, oh no!
0: Can I just oh no. like? Can I just put like like almost like a form letter, like a standard apology for everybody? <laughs>
3: Dear blank,
0: and, yeah, and just everybody can just apply it as necessary when I get shown that I was wrong about a character. Fuck
2: yeah. And I think we should probably have a separate form sheet that all of us can sign that just says like, I'm sorry, Michael Grant, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> we should have both trusted you. We should have trusted you. And we'll just like post that whenever we need to. Like,
0: You know, he's if he if he were to ever hear this episode, he's probably just sitting there cackling to himself like, ah, <laughs> I got them again. They just don't <laughs> even know.
2: I can't, I can't imagine that he would ever listen to any of this podcast, <laughs> but Michael Grant, if you are, I am so sorry, top to bottom, I'm sorry I've talked about you, I'm sorry I've talked to you, please forgive me. I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry I've talked to you.
2: I just feel like I'm an idiot and I apologize for my existence and you just, I'm sorry, top to bottom. Oh no. Like okay question in general like
3: but let's say that someone does something bad and wrong yeah and then later you find out that they might have done it because of x y and z external circumstance trauma whatever the fuck but does that negate the wrong thing that they did like
0: No. No. no it doesn't negate the wrong thing all it does, I think, is shift your perspective on the why it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, it doesn't make, depending on what it is that they did, I don't think it makes it, like, forgivable as an mm-hmm. act. Yeah. You just kind of like, okay, this is how we got here. Uh, And I think no matter what anybody does, well, I shouldn't say that, uh for the most part no matter what anybody does everybody sort of deserves opportunities for forgiveness and stuff and so i think that how freely you offer that forgiveness i think is sort of attached to understanding why people got where they did i don't and i'm not saying whether that's right or wrong i think that's just sort of my reaction to it
1: yeah, you it, hear
0: somebody did an awful thing you're like Ugh, you suck and then you hear but this is what happened to them and you're like uh well you know mm-hmm. maybe I would have done the same thing had the same thing mm-hmm. been forced upon me so
2: right it just it it creates the ability for you to hold some space to try and understand from their perspective yeah. where they're coming from
1: mm-hmm.
0: but no it does not negate i mm-hmm. well okay that's super my opinion. That's not like a rule or anything. But yeah, in I'm answer- pretty
2: sure in therapy <laughs> that's a
0: rule. That's a rule. <laughs> but yeah, in answer to your question, I don't think so. Yeah.
2: I think it just allows that that understand and it allows. I I think it's it's better for the person to try and get into their shoes as opposed to Trying to forgive, it's and I don't think you should ever mm-hmm. have to forgive for anything, like, right?
0: Yeah, it's also not like you can't universally apply that
1: because mm-hmm.
0: sometimes somebody will say, Well, this happened to me, and you just hear it, and you're like, Well, that just doesn't explain your actions, you know, like that, right?
2: Right? No, whatever but...
0: you're giving as reasons is not enough to warrant what you did, you yeah.
2: I think that's going a little bit more into using it for manipulation, which isn't the case yeah, here, right? Because sure. we're no. in David's no, no, no. head. Right? So he's uh-huh. not trying to manipulate us. He is he is understand he's actually recovering memories that he had suppressed. Right,
0: right.
1: And
2: we are understanding now where he's coming from. But like yeah, you're right. That can totally be used as manipulation when people are like, "But I but this happened to me, so you have to forgive me."
0: And that's something I hadn't thought about, but that's a very good point.
1: Mhm.
2: It's also just from like a writing perspective, that's, this is how to make a super effective villain, right? It's way more terrifying when you can look at the villain's actions and say, I understand how they get there and put in that situation. I may have tipped similarly. That's way more effective than this dude's evil. And like, that's a good complex character. Mm Mm-hmm. And not that David's like the I'm not saying like, oh, this is the BBEG of the Everworld campaign that we're in right now. But like, it's it's way more interesting to have a character. Like, I, I guess this is what I'm reacting to, right? Like, he's been a morally great character from the beginning. Like, it's been a guy that we genuinely don't like. And we came into this like, why the fuck? Why this guy? Like, we hate this character. We don't like him. And we're like, now we're reversing back into like, I can understand him. And I may not like him, but it's way more interesting to play in that space of now you're interesting to me. Now I understand why you mm-hmm. might be the way you are. Yeah, Yep. Yeah.
0: And that could be sort of magnified by his actions moving forward, you know?
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: Like if he starts moving in a direction that maybe we are, like, that's a little more of our vision of of what a hero should do. I don't know, maybe that's not the best way to phrase it, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sort of like acting as a person should. Mm-hmm. It'd be easier to sort of, like, okay, I'm on board now. Yeah.
2: It's a very interesting arc. I will say that. Like, it's yeah. it's really shaping up to be a super interesting
0: story. Mm-hmm. Do you ever kind of, like, when you read those things, you're like, I'm kind of dumb for not having seen that coming. All the time. Yeah. Because I did it with this one. I did it with this one. I was like, I, that one caught me out of nowhere. And I was like, this doll- is only
2: being foreshadowed for
0: five I know bucks. that's what it is. Right. It's like all of the clues are there once we no. get to the point.
3: No, like it, when it kept being brought up, I was kind of like, hmm.
0: So you knew.
3: No, like I wouldn't say like I was like, oh, it's this thing. But I, I think I was starting to get an inkling.
0: Of the possibility.
2: See, for me, it was just monkeys with the symbols.
0: Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I was just sitting there like banging on the typewriter. Yeah. Casey's
2: like, hmm, there's something coming up. I'm giving a lot of flags in the text that's going to tell me something's coming up. And Tim and I are like,
0: Casey's over there playing chess and me and Alex are <laughs> yelling
1: <checkers>. me! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> King me! King <sighs> me.
3: Oh. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. I don't even know. Anyway. Sada sucks. And even if later we find out why she sucks, I think she still kind of fucking sucks in this moment.
0: <laughs> Casey's standing firm. <laughs> so okay. I'm not waffling Ser- on. This I'm going to stand
2: firm on Senna as well. I, I'm Christopher. I'm like, oh no, maybe I'll pre-issue an apology because you know when I'm taking bets that I'm wrong. No, fuck Senna.
0: Yeah, I'm standing
1: <laughs> firm on Senna.
0: it is is the worst.
1: Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Senna just did that thing. Uh, David is amazed at how fast she was on that on that draw, and now she has them in a corner. Um, They could deny that April was a witch, but Senna was the informer, and they actually can't give her up to Ka'anor since she is the real gateway, so they're fucked. The Hetwan says that the witch belongs to Ka'anor, but the Fairy Queen says that Ka'anor has no sway here. He only eats gods and not mortals like them. Since the witch is in their possession, Ka'anor will pay them for her. The Hetwan says he will consult with Ka'anor and get back to them. April, or er, David, bleh. David assures April that they will get her out and April is taken to the dungeon while the rest of the kids are set free. They are escorted out of what turns out to be a pretty impressive castle made of gold bricks. is like, is this proof enough for you that Senna sucks, David? And Senna is like, hey, I got us out of there alive. And is like, yeah, you're fucking right, but also you just proved that you'll sell us out at any moment. It's convenient to you. It doesn't sit well with David that she sold April out so quickly, but he's like, Okay, Jaleel. if you hate her so much, here, take the sword and kill her. He holds out the sword to both Christopher and Jaleel, and neither of them will do it. Jaleel surmises that the fairies cut a deal with the Hetwan, lure the dragon to them so that the Hetwan would kill him, and the fairies get his treasure, and Kananor would get a clear path to the underworld. The fairies are clearly business people. Then they come up with this cockamamie scheme to introduce a telegraph to the fairies to influence their economy, and they head back to the market to find themselves a venture capitalist. Fucking Julee's kindness. <laughs> oh my Jaleel's god, kindness. Jaleel's <laughs> Jaleel's <laughs> kindness. Yep.
0: yep, yep. Um, in the in the space that they found them in, this is a really smart and interesting way to sort of like win at yeah marketplace. And I don't think I would have come up with this one. Oh, it would have been like smash cards, fine stuff, steal it back for Dragon.
2: I mean, this was this was a real thing, right? That happened in the stock market, like with telephone trading and like using closer systems of telephones to like play the stock market. That's hilarious to me that they like use that concept in a slightly different way. And then it kind of morphed too. like initially it was just like, yeah, you're going to fuck these guys over because you'll know all of the insider trading. And they're like, but actually you could also just charge for the phone calls, which is much less incorrect way to do it. (laughs) Buck wild.
1: Absolutely
2: buck wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a super interesting turn of story for me. I liked it.
2: So would you guys have killed Senna? If handed the sword in that scenario, no, probably
1: not, but tempted,
0: yeah. I mean, probably, probably tempted, but like, no. <sighs> uh, and the reason, no, is because I don't know of another way to stop coming to Everworld without her, mm-hmm. and that's that's just the truth of it. Like, I don't.
2: Yeah, that is. That was kind of my thought too. Is like, but she is the gateway, and we have to figure out how to make this flip floppy thing stop happening.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I just feel like the sword would have gone through her into the real (laughs) one
2: because
0: she's a literal portal
3: person.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, now I, yes, 100% would have stabbed her.
0: (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) going to be just terrified. I'm going to be walking down the street, and all of a sudden a blade just going to pop out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: <Ugh. laughs> yeah. <You're
2: like>, <laughs> oh no. God, that would be insane. That could appear anywhere.
0: Anywhere. You're never safe.
3: Uh she would probably like make it so that it the sword portal like near like one of their family members or some shit. Yeah. Just to be like, "Oh, look what I can do. Don't try that
2: again." Stab me and your brother dies. Yeah.
0: So is Everworld Z-Space? Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 Maybe. No. Z-Space is
2: is nothing.
0: Or. No. Maybe it's nothing where some people fell in and now they've created a whole world.
2: No. A whole
0: new world. I'm just saying.
2: Z-Space is marshmallow
0: like it just <laughs> it's just uh, it would be interesting to me if there were just these random animals and random random yeah. and then <laughs> just randomly the animals would disappear and be replaced by like a human body and then the human body would go back and then be replaced by the the animal again whenever they would morph <laughs>
2: Because they said the, the
0: extra mass was kept in Z-Space, right?
2: Because Z-Space was made of mass. They You're... they didn't store the completely configured thing You don't there.
0: know. You, you've never been. <laughs> I've read the books. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was just a tiger floating out there.
2: Also, <laughs> Also, there wouldn't be because they had to pull mass from Z-Space to create the tiger. It would only be smaller yeah, things true. that would have been stored in Z-Space. Yeah. Like or, no, no, or or
0: or. Like we've like, read the books, Tim. It's like a closet, and your tiger costume is hanging in the hangar.
2: <laughs> I'm failing you, Andalite Science.
0: You fail. You fail the class. And Alliance? <laughs> no, no, this is
2: not a funny pun time, Tim. This is a
0: skippable moment.
2: This is not a skippable moment. Tim. <laughs> oh Oh my
0: god my tiger costume my tiger costume (laughs) you're like living like the calvin and
2: hobbes fucking fantasy yeah
0: (laughs) my hawk uniform is in my closet (laughs) (laughs)
2: like okay maybe (laughs) i don't think this is ever stated in the books but i feel like this is like my 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 theory of why it would happen the whole thing of like the 2 hour time limit it's because of the matter dispersing within z space like it can only hold it contained for so long and like that's the time limit
0: oh okay so my my idea was that the dry cleaner always closed in 2 hours oh so that from they now? wouldn't yeah they wouldn't be able to turn in their tiger costume and they would have to wear it forever <laughs> I just made that up. That wasn't what I thought when I read those. That's silly. Like
2: Like, what pisses me off so much?
0: Animorphs fans mad at me right now. Except for Alex. That's the only one I'm trying to attack with these. Well,
3: she's a cheap apologist. So
0: (laughs) yeah, that's true.
1: What the fuck? What the fuck, Casey? What the fuck?
2: (laughs) I'm leaving this (laughs) podcast. I've had enough. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say how mad I was because on some fucking andelite planet, there's goddamn Tim followers now that subscribe to his weird religious theory about it being a closet that your tiger suit is in. And I'm so mad that there's like Andalites that are like, fuck the science. It's this magical explanation. And I'm livid about that. But then you called me a Chi-apologist and now I'm livid about that.
1: I just can't
0: yeah you don't know maybe there's maybe we're gonna find out about the chi arc and we're gonna find out what. No, no no
2: no this is a Sena situation i do not pre-apologize or post-apologize for the chi ever ever especially not eric especially not eric
3: i know like once an episode i i talk about how much i want to reread animorphs And this is still true.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: (laughs) Me too. All right. Want more of this shit? Yes. Okay. Night falls on the way back to the marketplace. On the way, they stop at a little rest area. And David notices that they planted a very tall hedge that blocks the view of the city and the castle. He gets mad about it and uses his sword to cut through and look at it. It's a nice view, and he notices a bunch of towers all around the city. They make it back to the market and chill out for the night. David offers to take first watch, and Senna joins him. She tries to tell him that April will be safe and comfortable. What she did was actually the best option. He's like, I remember kissing you. It was nice. And she's like, come sit by me. And he does, because he wants her, and he is weak, and she is strong, and he wants it to be that way. She kisses him, and he thinks that maybe she needs him too, that she is human and scared. All the while feeling the leash tighten around his neck she pushes him away and he knows it's because she wants him to feel alone without her for some reason he can't stop thinking about those towers
1: is it weird what
2: is it what does it say about David that when he's making out with Senna the witch the only thing he can think about is the towers
0: <laughs> that he is starting to break free.
1: I want to break
0: free. <laughs> That's what I got from it. Okay. He's no longer under her vampiric thrall.
2: I think he's a Lord of the Rings nerd.
0: <laughs> or it could be or... both.
2: Yeah, but like, how... <sighs> As a boat dad, Tim, you'll understand this. How (laughs) good is it that, like, would it be if, like, he was just super into Lord of the Rings, so he's like, there's all of these towers just like Lord of the Rings. And, like, that's the thing that he gets stuck in his head. Like, you can't tell me that, like, high schoolers that are super nerds like that don't think about Lord of the Rings while making
0: out. I suppose I can't tell you that.
2: I mean, you could, but it would it would be wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was David a huge Lord of the Rings nerd? Was that established? no? I'm
2: I'm imposing this on okay. him
0: just <laughs> now. Okay. No.
2: But I know I know Michael Grant's a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but also, uh, like, the data does support your decision because. He did think about the towers more, so like I, I, mm-hmm. I do have to assume that you are correct.
2: Yeah, me too. At all times, <laughs> what I'm known for. <laughs> I just remember
3: like the time period where World of Warcraft was really popular, and like dudes would play it, even though the girls were like, "Stop! Here are my titties! Okay. Please stop!"
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they'd be like, "No." <laughs> that's my story (laughs) what a good story (laughs) i don't know anyway
0: it's like a a casey's art film it's just in black and white and it's that's the entire dialogue but it's in french (laughs) it's like this french woman smoking a cigarette like in the nineteen like i don't know 50s
2: yes i can picture it so clearly i mean i am picturing it as a short film on taskmaster But I can picture it very clearly.
0: How do you say titties in French?
2: This is going to surprise you. They didn't teach me that when I was a
0: child.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Took many years of French in school. We did not cover titties. Not even once. Uh, I'm
0: looking
3: it up because I want to know. Yeah, Uh,
2: might as well
0: uh, Google that. Yeah. Alex skipped school that day. That's what I like. I
2: listen, there was a game that day, and I was very distracted. <laughs> I could say that there was a girl was a that game? I was distracted by, but yes. then I would know what titties was in French. So Is
0: it, was, it, a it was, was a game. There was a game of World of Warcraft. What I guess. Sens. Okay.
3: Uh, I thought that was like the river that runs through Paris.
2: <laughs> That's spelled differently.
3: Oh. L'nichon.
0: So. Alex did not learn what titties was in French because there was a game yes. of World of Warcraft. Mm, sure. So Alex is that guy. I'm
2: that That's guy. That's what I learned. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a World of Warcraft guy.
0: This is the, or the, the this horde is or the, whatever. The the the, <laughs> the great plot twist that happens in the middle of Casey's French film.
2: <laughs> is that <laughs> Alex is the World of Warcraft nerd? Yes. Okay.
3: The next morning, they find their guy, some rich fairy who is very interested in copper. David starts walking up to him and giving him the spiel and says, I want you to put this in your ear and holds up a headphone. The fairy's like, what the fuck? OK, fine. But my boy is going to kill you if you make a wrong move. He puts the earbud in and he hears music coming out of April CD player and he jumps in surprise. He's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How much do you want for it? And Julia looks like, no, man, you're not thinking big enough, and goes on to explain the laws of supply and demand. And then is like, okay, now this is how a telegraph works. And this is how it can help you with your business. Also, you can charge other people for using it. The guy is completely on board until they tell him the price. And then he stomps off. He comes back an hour later and he's like, okay, fine, let's do it.
2: Gonna do a crime. I think like this really could turn into a like, See how the modern world ruins everything because, like, these Mm -hmm. kids are like they've been here for ten minutes, and there's already guns, and now there's a stock market. Like these kids are fucking ruining everything. Pretty soon there will be no free healthcare, no universal healthcare, Mm -hmm. and like that's you know.
3: Yeah, I do wonder how how all of this like modern technology is going to play out in the end. If it'll play out in like a big way.
0: It's got to right, like the he, he, we can't just be planting chemistry books and building mm-hmm. a stock market and telegraphs and whatnot. Like a, it's gotta it's gotta hit some way.
1: Oh, what,
3: if,
2: what they if like go Casey?
3: What if like this is how they defeat Khan? Or is they introduce like all these modern concepts and they wage like a very modern war?
0: Or what if? The creation of the technology helps to enlighten people into learning, and so they no longer believe in their
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: gods, which forces them into like even like a further world.
1: It like American
0: God. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was. I was trying to get to that, but I couldn't figure out how to say it. Uh, but then I added like a little bit of an Inception piece. Where it's like, once everybody stops believing in these gods here, they move to Everworld. And once everybody stops believing them in Everworld, then they'll be forced into a third place.
2: Neverworld.
0: Neverworld.
3: Yeah, the cycle continues. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Turns out the guy has access to basically everything they need. Blacksmiths and lumber guys and all sorts of workers and other such supplies and things. Uh, Jaleel takes point as head engineer and sends David off to get some non-conducting material to hold the wire. They are on their third day of the countdown and they have to build a whole telegraph system while leaving enough time to ransom April, buy the items, and get back to the dragon before their hearts explode. Hooray! But there are lots of uncertainties in the plan. David is not convinced that they can do it without sacrificing April. He gets to the market and buys some porcelain arrowheads. And then he realizes something. He head back to the to the thing and to those to the Jaleel. I don't know why my voice is fucking up so much. He goes anyway. Hey, we need a plan B for this stuff. I just realized that the towers that I saw back in the city they're actually giant arrows. Then the fairies were gonna use them to kill the dragon when they lured him here, and that's why he sent us instead because he knew they were up to something. So I'm gonna sneak back to him and tell him how to get his own shit back while evading the arrows. And in exchange, he helps us get April back. I'll go get Senna.
0: Dun, dun, dun. That is easily the best formulated plan that's happened in this book. Easily. Easily.
2: I loved this whole this whole chapter. Like this I really. Did
0: I did too. I got super jazzed about this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they have the Jaleel plan,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: a good plan. It's a time-consuming plan, but it's a good plan. Uh, but then it's the same thing where we're talking about sort of David's like like maturation process and it's like oh, okay i've just matured now i've got a good plan b and it might even be a better plan a but let's ride with it you know
2: it's it's definitely like one of those it's risky but mm-hmm. it's a good plan if it works
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: jaleel's is more like this plan will work if i just have the time to pull it off
0: And we have the ability to run both plans at the same time, so let's do that.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. good
3: call.
0: So they weren't towers.
1: I'll I'll shoot
3: the arrow, though.
0: Uh, That's what even he makes a comment in the book that he's like, I don't know how they launch. So, like, I gotta assume it's a boatload of, like, M80 firecrackers.
2: Oh, I thought (laughs) magic. Uh, (laughs) We went two different directions with that.
0: Yeah. one of us is very on theme, and the other one very Wile E. Coyote. was
3: Jaleel and Alex is April. It's fine.
2: <laughs> and here we have the spectrum of Everworld represented in
0: our podcast. It's also not fair because Alex can just use that answer for every. Oh man, I do sound like Jaleel, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry that there's not rules around everything here, Tim, in this wild <laughs> no. world that we're a part of.
1: Oh, what do no. you? What do you what he?
3: He? <laughs> senna is back at their makeshift home, charming some guy into doing whatever she wants. David is immediately jealous and also kind of sad to see the goofy expression on the guy's face, because that's probably what he looks like, too. He's like, hey, Senna we gotta go and she's like i don't want to leave i'm safe here and i can make my alliances and raise my forces and get my shit together he's like okay cool you can do that after we do our thing and she's like no none of us are leaving and he's like okay and he fucking uppercuts her in the jaw so hard that she passes out he ties her hands and ankles together wraps her into a rug and throws both of them on the back of a cart heading out of town Once they get out of fairyland, he hauls her off the cart and unwraps her. She is pissed, and she is like, you betrayed me. You're going to be sorry, and fucking cusses him out. And he fucking turns and walks away. Just walks away, ladies and gentlemen. And she isn't able to summon him back. As he's walking away, he suddenly comes across the cabin again. He is freaked, and he can't stop himself from running in. He sees the counselor heading for the kid, and he has to do something. He has to hit him or yell or kill him or stop him somehow but he can't. He can't yell. He can't do anything. Senna's voice says, you're weak, David. That's why he picked you. David's like, what are you talking about? Senna says, look at his face. Who is that crying little boy, David? David screams and launches himself at the counselor and tries to attack to fight, but his fists reach no one. The cabin is gone and his fists are bruised from hitting a tree trunk. Senna is nowhere to be seen. David feels dead, dead and going through the motions of life, playing the hero and nobody giving a damn.
0: Yeah, that one was dark. No goofs. No goofs. No goofs. That chapter hit hard, though.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, God, it just brought everything into perspective with like why he feels so much he has to lead and he has to fight and he has to do this. It's like you're just spending your entire life making up for when you felt weak.
0: But that was the moment, right? The moment where he got up. Even if it wasn't real, that was that was that what that we're talking was... about about him sort of coming out on the other side of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And he find like it started with him being able to stand up to Senna. Like he got mm-hmm. he got the power over those who'd mm-hmm. been holding power over him. And just
3: like the way that Senna used that as like psychological warfare on mm-hmm. him, just because she was pissed that. He wasn't under her control anymore. It's not good. Nope. So David thinks that humans are like computers running childhood 1.0 software. And as we grow up, the software gets updated, but the changes are superficial and the base always stays the same. The pleasures of life get old and dated, but fear and guilt and trauma always stay fresh. If you hurt a kid, they hurt forever because it shapes who they become. But despite all of that, and despite all the dread and the danger ahead of him, David's de- David decides that he's not going to leave April behind. He's done being scared. So he presses on. He walks as fast and hard as he can, drinking water and eating whatever he can find on the way. He thinks and he plans. He reaches the forest where they found Adelia and stops for the night. He makes a bed out of twigs and leaves and falls asleep and goes to school. April is fine, but scared. He wakes up and his teeth are chattering, but it's not that cold. He becomes badly sick and has a fever. For the next little while, he drifts in and out of sleep, drifts between worlds. He gets updates from Jaleel, who is working on the telegraph around the clock. He's worried about his Everworld self, puking and shitting his guts out. He goes sailing with his dad, his dad who was in the Navy. You don't leave your own behind. He's got to get April out.
0: So the, the Senna withdrawals are pretty rough. It is sounds. that what that is? That's what I think it I don't think it had anything to do with yeah. this Heartstone. I think it was him. Uh and I think this is the first time in the book series that we're gonna see David while he's not uh I I don't know how to at least partially motivated by her, partially mm-hmm. controlled by her. And I think that's what this is. I think that's what that illness is.
2: Holy shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah yeah I agree I don't think the heartstone plays any factor in it till the very end when he says like he can feel it heating up like as he has hours left yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for this I think you're right I think it's Senna withdrawals
0: yeah I don't even think he realizes that that's what it is though but he, he and it is it's funny to me how quickly Senna was like well he's not under my control anymore I'm out you know but yeah, like I said, I I'm. we haven't seen David. We've seen David controlled by Senna. Now we get to see David. So. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> after what feels like forever, he feels well enough to start crawling. And after another nap, he's upright in Everworld. He finds a cave and hopes it's the right one. He falls asleep a few more times. Christopher says it's not going well. David licks the condensation off the walls for water. He thinks that Jaleel and Christopher should have been here by now with the items. He's just thinking to himself that maybe he's in the wrong cave after all, when he turns the corner and finds the dragon's hoard again. David tells the dragon the situation and cuts a deal with him, making the dragon swear on his own treasure. He tells the dragon about the arrows, and the dragon says, how the heck am I supposed to fly over the castle then? And David's like, you're not headed for the castle.
0: Yeah, it's um. like making plans, executing plans confidently doing so
2: Mm -hmm. and just like that lateral thinking that he's finally starting to do of like it's not the castle that you have to attack it's the market like the fact that he made that leap, like I Mm realized it had a lot to do with like everybody like Jaleel, Christopher they were all talking about like getting to the market doing the market this market is the power like I realized he had to hear it like 800 times but he did finally make a lateral thinking move where he's like wait a minute Mm -hmm. there's another solution that we can we can attempt here mm-hmm it's like a metaphor for our
3: world yeah the economy fragile
1: mm-hmm.
3: and the government is only so effective when the market is
1: anyway
2: you know what I'm getting run at. by absolute madmen <laughs> madmen
0: it so what i'm taking from this though is that government buildings need launchable towers
2: that's the most american thing you could have said <laughs> yeah i was like i think they're called nukes
0: no 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 i don't <laughs> those aren't fun i don't want those i want just towers that <laughs> also powered by magic <laughs> and could possibly shoot down dragons. dragons yes this is what i want that would be a lot of fun finding actually i think that every country should compete every year in a contest to see who can build the best dragon defeating weapons that aren't like actually Ew, you're problems. describing
2: an arms race what are you no, doing no no no
0: <laughs> no no, no. i feel like it should be like like parade floats that explode in the air or something like fireworks i think that would be a lot the of fun. most
2: undeadly weapons that could kill a dragon
0: yes yes it's all in good fun i don't want actual weapons alice <laughs>
2: You're just describing the weapons Olympics, Tim.
0: I, yeah, but like there, it turns out they're just fireworks and it's all for fun. I think that would be fun. A fireworks weapons Olympics does sound like fun to me. Shoot down a dragon. And then we all vote for who shot down the dragon the best. <laughs> we, I
2: feel like no matter how you slice it, you are just describing an arms race here. I know, but
0: I totally don't want to be. I totally don't want to be. <laughs> That's probably how this ends, like, 300 years from now with this, (laughs) like, nightmare apocalypse scenario. It's like, this is not what I intended.
2: (laughs) Is this your villain arc? Are you trying to
0: do your villain arc? Maybe.
2: Oh, no. He thinks it's a bit, but
3: really, it's just foreshadowing.
0: We just set a lot of rules. Like, you can only use rubber bands and paper mache or something in your dragon killing devices.
3: So it's like a a school egg drop. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay. Pretty much.
2: Now, see if we're going to
0: like the International Egg Drop Olympics. That's That seems fun. So to see now how high you could launch paper mache. Like that sounds fun to me too.
2: Yeah? With like only baking soda and water
0: yeah. or whatever? Yeah. It's baking soda and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If we get the smartest minds in the world together, yeah, to decide the best way to launch paper mache up into the air to see. I bet we could get it pretty high. I bet we could do it.
3: We need. We need Bill Gates. We need <laughs> Isaac Newton. We need yeah. Albert Einstein. <laughs> we need Rick Keery.
0: <laughs> Not uh, Elon Musk because he sucks. Um... We're way too deep into this arms race thing, man. We need to be thinking shoot paper mache in the air.
2: We need to take the cars off the moon and start or, thinking closer. to <laughs> yeah, right.
0: What if bring the robbers home? What if oh, no. the whole thing was to to build a paper mache dragon with like size and weight limitations, and the person who could get it to fly the highest wins? I think this would what be we fun, should right? do
2: is get the best minds in the world to build the paper mache dragon, and all of the armor has to be made out of paper mache. And then we get high school students to compete in making the baking soda vinegar, I like it. rockets. I to get like it.
0: it. The, and we'll find our geniuses of tomorrow.
2: Absolutely.
0: I, I like it. I like where your head's at.
2: Yeah. Get more kids into STEM.
0: That's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need.
2: I think this is the way to do it.
0: And for the right reasons mm-hmm. of taking out dragons.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of the tickets that go to paying to see this dragon fighting high school thing goes right back into the public education system.
0: There you go. There you we go. We did it. We did it. Done it. We fixed society. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like we we did in a way fix a portion of society. <laughs> like if they did this one, that would be a fucking cool as hell contest. Like, especially if you could mm-hmm. do it like internationally.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: And like. Two, this would actually give money back to like the public school system, I like the winning team could all get like scholarships to like wherever the fuck they wanted
0: to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. the moon,
2: the moon, the moon, Mars,
0: the, moon-iversity.
1: the Moon University. Oh,
0: <laughs> but that's my actual villain arc is to build a college on the moon.
2: How is it a villain arc?
0: <laughs> I'm not Can very good at villain arcs.
3: Hang on. Can you call it Michael Collins moon <laughs> <Michael>
0: Collins, You <It laughs> absolutely can.
3: It's oh. a statue of Michael Collins with his high-fiving. high-fiving the you gotta high-five <laughs> it before you start your first day.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I love this. <laughs> this is brilliant.
0: This is somebody's first episode of Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> well, why? And they're not gonna get that bit. <laughs>
2: But they are going to think, like, but what about the moon University
0: <laughs> They're going to think, who's Michael Collins? That's what's actually going to happen. They should
2: know who Michael <laughs> yeah. Collins is. Listen, just because I'm an idiot, <laughs> you know, they're allowed to be an idiot.
3: Better than us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Is his one hand going to be, like, more worn where all the people have high-fived
3: mm-hmm. the statue? Yeah, like, eroded with all mm-hmm. of the hand sweats. Mm-hmm. Sweat can cause erosion, right? Because there's salt in it.
2: I believe so. Mm-hmm. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think people. Anytime people come in contact with something, they ruin it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a that's lot just, of nature. Yeah,
3: humans ruin everything. It's true. It's true. It's like these motherfuckers are gonna ruin every world, or make <laughs> it better.
2: I don't know. Both. I Both mean, they good. there's guns are five seconds away yeah Mm -hmm. Ooh, what if the kuhatch have like
3: slicey bullets that's what i'm afraid of
0: it's going to be a bullet that just gets trapped in the gravitational field of everworld and never stops it it just continues to go and slice through everything
2: and then it starts rotating the world the opposite direction so time goes backwards
0: I believe that's the second time you've pulled that Superman bit out on me. Yep,
1: yep, it yep.
2: is. <laughs> it is. Oh, no.
0: Listen, you can't prove that it's wrong. That's all I'm saying.
2: Literally, you can.
0: You know, nobody's ever done it.
2: Mythbusters.
0: They did not turn the earth backwards.
2: That's Exactly. Exactly, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Get Bill Nye on the
3: phone.
0: There was an episode of Batman the animated series where I believe it was the Clock King stopped time. And when he stopped time, he stopped the rotation of the earth. So everybody just like took off at like 400 miles an hour. Just amazing. Just gone.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. I could turn back time. I knew Okay. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. David's on the dragon. They fly. They fly. David can see some food. It's great. Uh, it takes them about an hour before they reach the marketplace. Everyone is running around in a panic because obviously there's a giant dragon who's coming. Um, and the dragon yells at them to summon the king, the queen, and the redhead from the dungeons. David points out the arrows and the dragon's like, hey, you were right. I guess I will honor my end of the agreement. He burninates some sheep while they wait. And he finally sits down in the middle of the marketplace crushing several buildings because he's awesome. Uh, the king and Quave arrive with the with the hetwan in a carriage and the dragon's like, give me my shit back. And the king's like, I, I simply don't know what you mean. And the dragon's like, I will burn your marketplace to the ground. And also, I will not fly over your castle because I know about your stupid arrows. And the king is like, oh, yes, I remember I did hear about some thieves that may or may not have stolen from you. And conveniently, the king has brought with the stuff with him in another carriage. David's like, okay, give me my friend back now. And the king is like, oh, we already sold her to Ka'anor. The dragon asks, did he pay you more than what this market is going to cost you if I burn it to the ground? And the Hetwan is like, no, she belongs to Ka'anor. And the dragon laughs and pours literal lava out of his mouth that slowly incinerates the Hetwan. And he's like, you really should learn to identify witches properly. Fucking badass. Fucking. We love, we stand. Mm-hmm.
0: So I I just got to assume that when he, when he poured the hot lava, it wasn't like a burst out of his mouth. It was just kind of a slow trickle. Like it just kind of went. Yeah. Bleh, and, and it, it fell out. Yeah. Around yeah. the feet and he just kind of sunk in. Like the least urgent thing that dragon could have done, you know, just I'm so unconcerned with you tiny bug man. Yep.
2: I wonder if it was like when your siblings pin you down and like drip like phlegm over your face. Ew. You know, a like cartoony thing.
0: No. You've never yeah. seen cartoons of that? Oh, no. Yeah. You've I've never seen never cartoons, had... damn. I've never seen siblings do this. I've never to seen me. it
2: happen in real life. I've oh, only okay, seen it in cartoons. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: But like in I... cartoons, they like <laughs> pin you down and they like, like yeah. they like, yeah yeah, up yeah. A loogie. yeah. 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 And I
3: yeah i can't think of what exact cartoon but yes (laughs) rocket (laughs) power
2: rugrats like (laughs) pick one
0: (laughs) yeah some angelica shit right there what Mm -hmm. is rocket power i don't i don't know that one it's
3: about skateboard kids in where the fuck were they
2: some probably california california
3: yeah and they do
2: road hockey
3: Yeah, and skateboard tricks and rollerblade tricks, and
2: there was, like, three cool ones and a nerdy one. And the nerdy one they made fun of in, like, the first episode, but then, like, something, like, flew out of what they were doing, and he didn't even look. He just stopped it with his hand and, like, then continued the conversation, and they're like, you're our goalie now, and he's like, what? Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: He was the nerdy one because he took them to a history based escape room. He
2: would have given half a chance. He would have. And also they're like their dad, the two the two siblings, the cool siblings, their dad owned like a restaurant or like a some sort of like snack bar. So they were constantly going into this one. I don't know why I remember so much of this cartoon. Oh, I
1: just remember
3: the oh, go ahead. No, you go. I just remember the one where the sister met that like figure skater girl and they like switched things, and the sister was doing like triple triple flips and stuff. And I'm like, that's not logical. That was really interesting. <laughs> she figure did skating them at on the on roller
2: blades. Yeah. 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 It was a good show from what I remember. Show. The intro song was a bop, too. It was. Super was.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
2: So this has been Rocket Power Hour. <laughs> Rocket
3: Power Hour.
1: <laughs>
2: All right,
3: last chapter. Okay, they are given safe passage out of Fairyland. Turns out the telegraph worked, and they got paid for it enough to get the dragon stuff back. But they wouldn't part with April no matter what. So David's plan actually was the better one. April is like, man, it's gonna be really hard to hate you guys now. Also, where is Senna? And David's like, I don't know. Oh well. So you wired up the fairies, huh? And Jaleel and Christopher are like, yeah, also, we're fucking rich now! And they hold up in the April's backpack and there's stuff stuffed with money and stuff. And then they say, it's actually useless, though, because we are not welcome back at the market. They walk on into the night and actually experience a rare moment of peace in Everworld as David gazes up at the moon. But then he sees shadows moving across it. They look almost like bats, except for the gossamer wings and the constantly moving insect mouths. They have now entered the land of Ka'anor!
0: and that's this book so for for everything has sucked for the first five books but at the end of this one they got a boatload of diamonds David's confidence and is out of the picture like it's like everything is headed in the right direction for the first time
1: yep Mm -hmm.
0: and I'm here for it Mm -hmm. ready to take on the bugs
3: yeah, we really needed a win after the last book.
0: Yeah. Did you? Okay. Do you have the book in front of you? You don't. Do you? You do. Not Did me. Did you notice that on the giant bug face, which is a hit one?
2: Oh, show me, because I have the last book. I was just reading. Oh, okay.
0: Matches. Uh, on. Let's see if I can get this to come in. I don't know if it'll come in clear enough, but as you can see right there, there is a bug on the bug. Ew bugception yeah.
2: bugception in section oh, oh it was right there shit, it, was it was right bu- there the got whole it. time he got it <sighs> section shit shit Fucking
0: yeah kill. i can't wait i can't wait to see i want to know i want to know what K- mm-hmm. Anor's land is like
3: probably Horrible. not good yeah ready to know i'm ready to know and i'm not ready to be back at christopher's head unless something cool happens
0: in there
2: yeah i'm a little scared
0: but it's okay because you've already apologized for him i'm <laughs> already, i've
2: already pre-apologized yeah, thinking... something we
0: we all should have done earlier
2: yeah, but except you guys aren't for Christopher. You were just saying for David. I'm the only one <laughs> that's pre-apologizing for Christopher. And you guys are okay. gonna be wrong and I'm gonna be right. Okay. Okay. I this just... is horrifying. Don't let me get away with this. What are
1: you doing? <laughs> no, I will.
0: I will. Can no, I, I really have to see how this one pays off. Oh, <gasps> I do. <laughs> like you're committed, you're committed to this bit. <laughs>
2: I've never been committed to anything in my well, life. I, I
0: didn't. I didn't say it like that, did yes, I? Yes, you did. Committed? Did. <laughs> did I drop it's the name of a Muppet in a phrase? I'm sorry. An attack. It's almost
2: like <laughs> it's almost like someone would have bought a patch of something that said that with a Muppet on it to give to me.
0: Two. I bought two because I knew you wouldn't accept the first one. And so the second one's not for me. Oh, it's it's don't think it's not headed your way. I'm so
2: mad. I'm so mad. Casey took the first one.
0: In in an attempt to protect Alex from my Muppet (laughs) shenanigans.
2: Casey's had to protect me a lot this past week, and that was just one (laughs) one. (laughs) of them. God. Have you ever watched somebody buy something so aggressively before? Because I haven't. (laughs)
0: We're not um, uh, making yeah. eye contact with you. I was like, We, oh, didn't, no. we didn't mention that that uh, at GalaxyCon, Casey was working at a table. Alex was standing next to her at the table. I did purchase this patch at the table directly next to where Casey was set up, and I was staring at Alex, making comments to Alex the whole time that I was purchasing it.
2: He was like, I would like to buy this patch for my friend <laughs> who will like this patch. It was, it was a nightmare scenario.
0: I can only imagine what the guys I was buying the patch from were thinking. Like this is we left lasting
2: psychological damage on them, so it's fine. Oh no! There's okay. Animorph well, story from book. those kids yeah <laughs> so there's these kids next to us the oldest one was like maybe closing in on his late 20s but the youngest one was like 23 and i was wearing an anamorph shirt casey had Animorphs art and he asked like what is that and we're like it's anamorphs and after we explained it to him for a little bit casey showed him the covers like on her phone and he said yeah my mom has some of those books And we did not let it go for the the rest of the time. Every time he walked up, we would make some comment. Sometimes before he said anything, sometimes he would just walk towards us and we'd start like just fucking destroying this poor kid.
3: You were explaining some like technology to him. Or or no, (laughs) the plot of Mulan or something. Oh my God, yeah.
2: (laughs) and then emily's like you probably too like, young to
3: remember there's this movie called mulan and it, it,
2: <laughs> and he's like i watched mulan on vhs even and we're like it was before your time and then he had to admit he was born after like 1995 or whenever the fuck it came out oh <laughs> uh, we were just ripping this kid to shreds he was super nice he was a wonderful kid but like <laughs> we were just destroying him <laughs>
3: My favorite was when like we eviscerated him over something and he like walked down the hallway and then he came back up the aisle the other way.
2: <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't even <laughs> go past us anymore because we would <laughs> just be throwing out abuse at him. Oh, oh. no. My <laughs> God, this poor kid. Oh shit, that was hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty good. Pretty darn good. He took it so well. He was so nice. Oh,
1: shit.
2: Oh. Uh, my mom had those books.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. We ready? Are we ready for Christopher?
0: No. I don't know. No. I have... Like I said, I... I, I like, He's not a good person. He hasn't done good things. There's a lot of reasons to dislike him. I still get Marco vibes. So I still want him to be a good character. I want him to be a good person. I want to like him.
3: I do think I it's going to be.
0: But I want to.
3: Yeah. I do think it's going to be better than his first book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're starting in a better situation. Yeah. So I hope so. I hope it is we got a a bunch of diamonds, a magic sword people can't touch. Our heads are on straight. Ish.
2: Ish. Yeah, this the team definitely kind of came together this last book, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah, maybe,
3: like, since Christopher and Jaleel were working together closely over the past few days, like, maybe they'll be in a better spot, too.
2: Yeah, maybe. I don't know maybe I think Christopher is going to be the one to die you know how like one of them always dies in Michael Grant books he does love to kill people except for front lines you know how one of them always dies yeah I bet it's Christopher so I hope logical,
0: it's not April. it's the logical choice that it's Christopher yeah
2: yeah if it's April I am I'm gonna be upset
0: but maybe Christopher will go out doing something like really noble oh <gasps> Like, right? like like
3: like somebody else is going to die and then he's like, no, me instead.
0: Yeah. Or like he'll realize that the Emperor is like really messing with his son by shooting him with bolts of electricity and he'll be like, no, nah, I can't watch this anymore. And he'll pick up the Emperor and he'll throw him down a really big shaft.
2: What is this from?
0: Did you... Star Wars. Oh. Yeah.
2: It's the electricity <laughs> that threw me. It's.
3: I thought, I thought it was like a bullying situation <laughs> i was like what movie is, was there a guy with bullying someone with electric- oh, you i was bullying
0: <laughs> tim no i i don't think you could bully someone i think it's fully assault at that point i think you've graduated beyond bullying if you're using oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you said bolts okay let me tell you like so as you talk through these things, I build the scene in my mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you started talking about shooting electricity, my brain just automatically supplied an electricity gun, mm-hmm. and like, I was like, okay, yeah, you shoot we- electricity. Like, that's the other thing. When you said a shaft, I immediately defaulted to elevator shaft.
0: I'm glad that's yeah. the way you went. <laughs> I didn't. Uh,
2: I there was no bush to indicate anything otherwise, Tim. <laughs> They're so immature. <laughs> oh, I'm the immature one.
0: I would not feel weird taking you to the Cinnabon.
2: I don't know, because we just went to a fucking crumble cookie the other day, and I feel like we stood out, like, a fucking <laughs> lot.
0: I, I don't think that you can put me and Alex around sweets and us not stand out a bunch yeah we were straight up goblins
1: we were like
0: we were outside shoving cookies in our mouth while casey and jenna were still inside deciding what they wanted
2: yeah (gasps) yeah we were and we were just eating them outside standing up like heathens
0: yeah We were like, where's the nearest place we could go to eat these? I don't think they'll let us eat it at the counter. Let's go immediately outside the door and eat these cookies.
2: Yeah, multiple people walked past us while we were eating cookies out there. And we had to move. I still have mine. I don't. I ate both of mine. That's the other thing. You want to talk about responsible like Casey, Jenna, we like, well, well, we'll ask what Swan wants. We'll like mix up what flavors we want, see what Matt wants. We'll each get like one cookie and then maybe a few to split. Tim and I were like, we'll have two each now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <sighs> it's fine. We all, Is- we all approach cookies differently.
2: I don't think I'd behave in a Cinnabon. Well, should we ask the people if they would behave in a Cinnabon? Yes,
1: please.
2: If you want to tell me if you would behave in a Cinnabon do it. AnonymousAnonymous at gmail.com or find our Facebook page which is Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Book Club or Super Secret Super Awesome Subgroup the Andalite Bandalites. You can also tell us on Twitter at Animorphs Anon, at Apple Grant Book Club. No at Apple Grant Cast. There we go. Apple Grant Cast or uh, Instagram at Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Book Club you can discuss your
3: behavior at fast food places and other such delicious tasty taste place at our discord server that we that have common
2: term for fast food taste, <laughs> place, taste
3: I'm opening
0: place. a restaurant and I'm calling it the tasty taste place
2: That's the most <laughs> Andalite thing anyone has ever said to call it a taste place You were worried about me but Casey's the one that's gonna get us fucked over <laughs> Yes, I'm at
1: your taste place. Please give me the taste, uh Oh, no. I mean, Paula once, but now I'm corrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
3: no. Oh, God. Come to our Discord server and hang out and mark my my human mannerisms that I have to my face, because I'm there. It says Alex, it says Tim, and it's fun. It's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's another very human thing that somebody could do if they wanted to pretend to be a human so good? (laughs) Humans are
3: capable of many activities and like to partake in many (laughs) creative endeavors sometimes to bring some (laughs) enlightenment and enjoy and, and pleasure um for instance uh if you like warm fuzzy romance feelings and wish to partake in viewing of that i make a draw of a web comic it's called beside you you can go read it for free at bsideyoucomic.com read it for free on top of some webtoon uh and if you're like this should be less free go to my patreon and give me your human dollars so i may go to the cinnabon um of which there are none around me but that's fine uh (laughs) patreon.com slash kcd studios help me support making the comic this is my pitch goodbye
1: (laughs) (laughs) human emotion it should be less free
2: If you would like to participate in the human activity of economy, please go to to patreon.com slash Studios. where for what I understand to be a reasonable amount of human money, (laughs) $8,432, you can get the podcast that I don't actually make with Dan. We don't make it together. Congratulations. We do live in a human van together, which is a normal activity to partake in. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so maybe digging. you gonna you gonna dig us out of this hole
0: or like what? N- uh, no, because my audacity died like in the middle of all that, so I didn't hear some of it. Oh no! Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that lately.
1: it's oh, no. fine
0: But um, so I I can say that if you're tired of humans, because humaning is hard. You could always go to Horse Girls. Horse Girls. Horse. Oh, God, it is hard. Uh, You could always go to horsegirls.club and listen to humans talk about horses. Or you could go to Late Starters and listen to humans talk about fantastic, not real animals called Pokemon as they play uh, Pokemon TTRPT.
2: But we are not Pokemon. We are, in fact, very swift.
0: Okay, women. I thought it was the way you were gonna go with that.
2: Nope, mine was a line from Animorphs. Oh, <laughs> oh I could God. have gone that way. I could have fought the patriarchy, but I instead yeah. decided to pull a super deep cut from the late Animorphs
0: <laughs> series. I do not remember that line at all. Oh, it was at when. All.
2: It's when they're each going to their families and they go to pick up Jordan and Sarah. And so Axe goes with them. And so as Rachel's trying to tell her mom, like I can morph like doing the grizzly in the kitchen. She gets attacked with a spice rack. Axe is with Jordan and Sarah and they're like climbing all over him. And they insist he's a Pokemon and Pokemon is how Axe says it. And so Axe like comes back in and like Rachel's like, how's it going, Axe? And he's like, they insist I am a Pokeman, but I am quite swift. (laughs) Anyways, deep cut. Adorable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah shit fuck
1: I, I love Animorphs
2: it. fucking where can I get more Animorphs content Alex Uh, well I mean like if you want Animorphs Dungeons and Dragons I can help you at Dungeons and Drakenbeams which is an Animorphs D podcast where i play one of the idiot children with a death wish that's ready to fucking rage uh and i do that with horse girl jenna who is amazing and nate who is on uh, another podcast that we're on which is on hiatus soup cell damage and austin who is the man whose southern accent we have been mocking this entire time other than tim's so if you like any of those people or mocking people i guess is what i'm saying then you can you can find that at dungeons of Drakenbeams, beams and it's a great show and i love it that's my Animorphs content pitch. Sweet.
0: Meechers.
1: Sweet.
2: Meechers.
0: Meechers. Meechers. Meechers.
2: You want to hear more about meters? You go to horsegirls.club. We'll be talking about meeters this week. There's no way we don't talk about Next episode we <laughs> oh, record. Yeah. There's no fucking way. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. There's no fucking way.
3: Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what else we're going to talk about this week? vampires uh, and uh, if you want to uh. hear the vampires you should go to the horse girls patreon and you might hear about the vampires hmm. bat
1: should we end it on you saying bat <laughs> yes. okay i'm in